Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. And that's exactly what they were playing <laughs> over in London. It, it's, I mean, we, we had a, 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 a somebody recording that, and yeah. that's what they were doing. Right. And uh, the, <laughs> Hi there. If you're wondering, yes, this is the Dave Flyer Show. Steve King and Johnny Putman in for Dave. And now we're going to segue across the big pond. Yes, yes, yes. And talk to a friend of ours who is in London for the big Platinum Jubilee. He is a man about town, a radio and television star, Emmy Award winner, and he is our royal watcher. He is Fred Weintraub. How are you, Fred? I'm doing well. Happy Friday night to you guys. Well, thanks for staying up late because I bet you got a little bit of jet lag because you just flew from Florida back to London, right? Just a bit, was in Florida, and now I'm back here, and as you can imagine, four days, they've been planning this for a year, and the Platinum Jubilee, you know, there's a lot of drama involved in it, but really, so far, in the early, in the, in the first day and a half, things have gone really smoothly, and face it, it really is all about the Queen and the fact that she's been on the throne for 70 years. Yes. When people look back at their careers, it's like not too many people hold this job for 70 plus years yeah. and do a great job. We're working on that, Fred. Come on. <laughs> you know, the interesting thing we is, all are, Johnny. with something like uh, you know, 20,000, 30,000 people there just standing in the streets, they've never known anyone but the Queen, right? Probably 90% they of those people there. Yeah. yeah. They haven't. They, the Queen took over when her father passed away in 1952. She became the queen. And that's the only person that, uh, that they know as the, as the head of state. Mm-hmm. Now, if, you're look, if you look at it more practically, more realistically, Prince Charles has been taking over a lot of the duties as of the last, uh, as of the last year. And really, probably the transition has been going on for three or four years. Mm-hmm. But as you say that, the question I get a lot is, is the queen seriously ill because yes. she did not attend the uh, Thanksgiving uh, service at St. Paul's today, yet she was on the balcony twice mm-hmm. getting one of the salutes from the, uh, as part of Trooping of the Color and being with her family. I think it boils down to this, and quite frankly, as we all know, it's speculation because the queen's doctor is not calling Fred Weintraub up, <laughs> Chicago's royal watcher, and saying, this is exactly what's going on. But if you were to ask me to speculate, I think the Queen is 96 years old. She's got some issues in probably in her ability to do long. So they're very, very careful about what she can do and what she can't do. And now at 96, she's making decisions on what she will attend mm-hmm. at, the, at the last minute. See, I, I kind of thought that she's just saving up her energy for the Sex Pistols. Yes, I know. For Adam Lambert, Sir Rod well, Stewart, the Sex Pistols. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, if you look at old video of, uh, of the Queen uh-huh. when she was much younger, she could really cut a rug. <laughs> so when you talk about... The music that she listens to and what uh-huh. she's, you know, what she likes. And really, that's going to happen. The, the, the real official part of, of 
of, of the weekend has taken place with the Trooping of the Colors and the service. But mm-hmm. now the fun part because it has, starts to happen because there's a huge concert tomorrow night at that that Diana Ross is going to be participating mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. and at Ed Sheeran and a ton ton of people. Will the Queen appear at the end of it? Nobody knows the answer to that question mm-hmm. right now. But what's really interesting is, so in 1952, when her late husband said, let's make the coronation, let's put it on television, there was this big uproar about it. It's not respectful. You can't do that. Hmm. And now, as we know, the world watches this all on television, and the Queen is watching part of this from Windsor Castle on television. Mm -hmm. So it just shows how technology is changing and what she and and Prince Philip knew a long, long time ago is certainly coming true now. Well, I I have to ask you, uh, Harry and uh, and Meghan were there. Uh, How were they received today? So in the British way, (laughs) they were received really well in that there were no boos. There was, they walked up the stairs of, of St. Paul's. There were some quiet cheers. I think it boils down to when you're the queen, you kind of divide your life into a couple of different parts. One is her, her official part, which she takes very seriously and does that first. But the other part is her, her own family. Mm-hmm. And even though, and it, you know, this is no surprise that I've been fairly vocal about some of the boneheaded moves that I've thought Harry and Meghan have made in being disrespectful to the Queen. She is throwing out an olive branch. She wants mm-hmm. to bring her all of her family to, together. And mm-hmm. so she made it so that they would walk down the aisle of, of the church alone and get respect. The Queen is meeting, or has probably already met, her one-year-old great-granddaughter, who's named after her, right. who's named Lilibet. Right. And so I think she's trying to do everything she can do as a great-grandmother, as a grandmother, as head of state. But if you look broadly, it's very clear that she is telling the people of her reign, we are in good hands, mm-hmm. because not only am I here watching all the details, but take a look at Prince Charles and take a look at William and we will all be fine and together again. And mm-hmm. I think that's really the big message. I think you're right, but I've also maintained that Harry's her favorite, but we'll, we'll get to that in just a moment. Uh, yeah, Fred, unlike the BBC, we have to break for a commercial, so can you hang with us for a couple minutes? <laughs> I certainly can. Thank you. More coming up. Stay with us at WGN. This Pip Pip Chitty-O. Uh, yes, this really is the Dave Player Show. Uh, Steve <laughs> King and Johnny Putman in for Dave. And we are segueing across the big pond to find out what's going on with Queen Elizabeth's Platinum Jubilee. And we're talking with Chicago's Royal Watcher and multiple Emmy Award winner and man of many, many hats, Fred Weintraub. Fred, thanks for hanging with us. I have to ask you now, it, it's what, going on uh, one in the morning over there. Uh, is there still anything going on out and about on the streets, or is everything pretty much folded up till later in the day? No, I think it's pretty quiet on the streets now. If you were to walk over to Buckingham Palace right now, you would probably still see technicians that are putting final touches on tomorrow's concert. But for the most part, I think people are pretty much tucked in. They're not in the pubs at this point, and they're, they're at home getting ready for the rest of the weekend's festivities. 
Well, it looks like, Fred, (sighs) Harry and Meghan were, in fact, booed. There are news facilities. Leave it to the U.S. news people to go and find the people that could boo Harry and Meghan when they walked out of the church. And so now that's becoming a big story over here. But the flip side of that is people are saying, wow, do they look good? They really cleaned up nice for this gathering. So, uh, again, there's always going to be that drama. My uh, Fred, we've talked about this before. They're a family that... They've got their troubles, but we don't need to have a a tag day for them. (laughs) They're doing okay. And it really does sound like bold. You certainly certainly don't have to have a tag day for them, especially with Netflix. Yes. And to your point, uh, if you look at the the polling numbers, the polling numbers are showing right now that they're very, very low. So I think they've done a lot of damage to themselves. Hmm. But... You know, everybody makes mistakes. They clearly have their own agenda. The queen wants, you know, she wants her grandkids and she wants to meet her great-grandkids. And they don't want to take, no one wants to take away attention from what this is all about, which is Mm -hmm. the queen. So I think everyone's kind of minding their P's and Q's. If you were to have a tension barometer that, or a meter, that was between William Charles and Harry, mm. I think it would be pretty high right now. But as in all families, we all go mm-hmm. through points where things are going well, things aren't going well, but hopefully this will be a point of mending and they can move forward. Yeah, yeah it certainly, at least from our limited vantage point, it appears as if all parties involved are trying to be respectful of each other at this particular moment in time. You have a feeling that the Queen would come after them if they weren't. And I I get the distinct impression that whatever she says goes. And, you know, again, God bless her. 70 years, if she wants to retire and turn it over to Charles, you know, go ahead. Whatever. You know, we were uh, in London one time only, Fred, and that was back in 1990. And when we were there, unbeknownst to us, the town was all a, a, a buzz about the fact that it was the Queen Mother's 90th birthday. And we found out as we were packing to leave to come back to the States. We had been in the hospital. I, I had a, a an accident, long story short, uh, and our longtime listeners know the story. I was literally thrown off a double-decker bus by a driver who thought the bus was empty and floored it, and I was thrown down. So I wound up in in Westminster Hospital for two weeks, and we became friends with some some wonderful, wonderful people. One of them was a man named David. David was a gardener at the palace, believe it or not, and was just just the sweetest man. And unbeknownst to us, he was planning behind the scenes to give us a special something to take back to the States with us. And that special something required his friend to stand in line all night long at the post office to get the commemorative stamp that was released that morning. We were literally walking out of the hospital, and he comes running, running up, up to us with this bag, and, and we have a collectible commemorative stamp for the Queen Mother. 
the Queen Mother's 90th wow. birthday. And that that really was kind of an eye-opener for us, that these people had literally, it was all over the news. I mean, thousands of people were standing in line at post offices all over London to get one, and there were like a limited number of stamps you could get. And this guy actually gave us one of his two stamps because the man in the hospital said that we were good good eggs, and we were going back to the States with it. And one of the many things that it drove home to us is how important this kind of ceremony is yes. to the average British person. Absolutely. It is. You know, you, you have people that have been standing outside for 24 hours plus, and when the news crews from America or from the BBC talk to them, you can see the love, you can hear the love and the respect that they have for for the Queen, and they're just so excited. And then, I don't know if you guys had an opportunity to see any of the pictures of the Queen's grandchildren, but yes. her youngest, Prince Louis, who is four, mm-hmm. he was so excited to be up there on the balcony that part of him was scared to death when the roar of uh, red arrows went by, mm-hmm. and yet at the same time, his grandmother bent down, his great-grandmother bent down, and she had a little chat with him while <laughs> three or four million people were watching, and yeah. isn't that what we all want with grandkids? Yeah, yeah, you're right. I, I, I love it. I, You know, from the days of Diana, I, I got sucked into all things happening over there, and that's why it was thrilling for us to be there. It's just sad that we didn't get to really enjoy our time in London, but everybody that we met was so good to us. That was the amazing thing. Once I found out Steve didn't do anything stupid to end up getting injured, <laughs> they were like, oh, did you step out in traffic we said no he's thrown off a bus <gasps> what then so, so my strongest memories are horrible accident wonderful, wonderful people. people absolutely yes well fred well, the good news is now you're gonna have to come back this is true yes and now we've got you to show us around <laughs> so, thank Anytime. you thank you, know you thank you for staying up late tonight and enjoy the rest of the weekend now that you're back home in london fred thanks a bunch I'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Fred.